The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but the one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. There are certain moments in our lives that are etched into our memories. We will never forget them because they were pivotal. It may be that our lives changed dramatically on that day. That event will remain. That's true even when we're younger. There are certain moments that remain with us throughout our lives because of their importance. Life was changed. We were changed. Although I would suggest to you that most of us here have no memory whatsoever of our baptism. Unless we were baptized later in life, we have no memory of it. We were infants. Really no thought of that. And yet at that moment, our lives changed radically. Without us even being aware of it, we became a radically different person than we had been before. As St. Paul said, a new creation. And we were because that emptiness we call original sin, remember sin is always an emptiness, is never a presence, as all evil is the lack of something. Sin is too. That emptiness we call original sin was washed away, but it wasn't a thing, so in a sense it was not that. That emptiness was filled up with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God came to dwell in the creature, in us. We then became what St. Thomas Aquinas, as I recall, said, kapox dei. We were capable of God, capable of heaven, capable of sanctity, capable of things we could never have expected, never have found otherwise. But that day isn't something we really think about very much. We don't celebrate it. 
We celebrate birthdays, but we don't celebrate the day of our baptism as a rule, even though we were radically changed. Everything became different at that moment. Today we celebrate the baptism of the Lord. We are told the people were waiting with great expectation. They were filled with it. Because they knew that the anointed one was coming, they thought, of course, that John the Baptist might be the one. And once again, he has to keep saying over and over again, I am not. I am not the one you are looking for. I point to him and that's all that I can do. He said in the gospel yesterday, I must, he must increase and I must decrease. It's wonderful to think, isn't it, that John's greatest work was decreasing to make way for the one who was to come. It's true with us, too. The more we decrease, the more we make room for him. The more we decrease in our own mind, the more we are capable of bringing the world to him. Seems kind of upside down, doesn't it? But that's the way it works. The more we throw our own, our, our own ego into it, the less we accomplish. The more we decrease to draw him, the greater we are. In any event, he tells them dramatically, I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. I'm not worthy to be his slave. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Uh, so they are waiting for something yet to come, something much greater. And our Lord then comes to be baptized. This is a great mystery. You and I were baptized so that, again, that emptiness might be filled up. Or, in other words, put another way, our sins might be washed away. When we went into the water, when it was poured on us, sin was washed away. Why is our Lord there? He has no sin. He's God, and he's perfect man. What is he doing going into the water? And at one point, remember in another gospel, John the Baptist said, you should be baptizing me, not I you. And our Lord says, no, no, no. But let it be done for the moment, even though John doesn't understand. You and I went into the water to be cleansed. He went into the water to take upon himself all human sin. Imagine, he goes into the water to take all human sin upon himself, as the fathers of the church have told us and then comes out of the water and takes it to the cross. This is the first dramatically public statement on his part of where he is going and what he must do. That's why he came into the world, was for the cross. So now he takes all human sin upon himself and takes it where it must go, to Calvary, for us. And notice those words when he comes out of the water. The Holy Spirit descends upon him. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Blessed Mother. The Holy Spirit, the Trinity is always there, always. And so now God, having been made visible, as we know from Christmas and the Epiphany, God made visible comes out of the water in his human nature, and the Holy Spirit descends upon him. And then the voice from heaven, the voice of the Father. That voice is a great mystery, too, saying, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Remember at the transfiguration later on, when Peter says, Let's stay here? And the voice from heaven says, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. But before that, at the baptism, 
the Father's voice is heard. You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. You know, those words are directed at us too, since we now possess the Trinity within us. It's strange. The greatest gifts that we've ever been given by God are the ones we appreciate the least. If God gave us health and wealth, we're all very happy about that. But the divine indwelling, which we only lose through mortal sin, doesn't really excite us very much at all. I always say that at baptisms. <laughs> uh, if you've been to one of my baptismal homilies, you've been to them all. And, and that is that we have this great gift that goes unappreciated. And what I, the analogy I always use is, if God gave us a diamond the size of a baseball, we could appreciate it. We could appreciate its size, its beauty, its value. But if he gave us a diamond the size of a mountain, it's lost on us. Size, it's value, it's beauty, it's too much. So is baptism. It's too much. And yet God gave it to us. He came to dwell in a creature. People will say, how can God dwell in a creature? That too is a mystery, but God came to dwell in a manger. How does God come to dwell in a human nature? That too is a great mystery. Some things we want to learn more about, and we must do that. At some point it all stops. Because if we go too far, we become dazzled by the beauty as the imitation of Christ tells us. That's true with the Eucharist, too. Because baptism isn't the end. Remember, grace is like love, is like faith. I I know I keep saying this, but I'm going to. It either grows or it dies. There are no middle roads. The grace we received at our our baptism, the life of God is meant to grow in us as we get older. We never reach a plateau where we say, that's it. That's meant to grow in us, and it's supposed to grow because of the grace we receive day after day after day. The perfect example of that is the Blessed Mother, but the saints also. But the Eucharist, then, is the one, is the sacrament that takes us uh, beyond anything we could do, and that life grows in particular as we receive his body and blood. Because At the moment of consecration, the Lord could say the same thing, the Father, you are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased, because he's done everything. He has been baptized, he's taken our sins, he's taken them to the cross, he's redeemed them, he's conquered evil, he's risen from the dead, and now he returns to take us up with him. So, from one great mystery we can appreciate, we we come to another great mystery that is also beyond us, and yet... We can know him. Isn't that wonderful? We can know him as he comes to us in his flesh and blood. Dazzle us, yes, but he comes so that we might become what we receive, become what we ourselves could never have become, except that he draws us into it, if we let him. <laughs>